You know, SpongeBob, the babes in the big chair are great. But the best part is knowing you're the only thing that stands between these good people. Go, 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 go! And a watery grave. And that's what it's all about. Their lives are in your hands now. Because I got a date with a tannin booth. See ya. Ahoy, mateys, and welcome to another episode of I'm Ready, a SpongePod Squarecast. My name is Captain Eric, and welcome aboard as we continue our travel through the third season of SpongeBob SquarePants, episode two to be exact, the second part of the 41st episode of SpongeBob SquarePants, SpongeGuard on Duty. It's an adorable title for an episode and, and kind of gives everything you need to know right then and there, especially with uh, one of one of my favorite title cards of the series using the life preserver to uh, to make the title card. Uh, I love that concept. You know, it's something they would then reuse for the SpongeBob SquarePants movie logo officially. Um, so I, I've always just loved, uh, you know, I've used uh, you're you're if you're watching YouTube. You're staring at a life preserver being used right now to tell you something. So uh, it's it's certainly uh, a design element of the show. I adore. And and here we are. Um, this is also uh, this episode first debuted on March 22nd, 2002. Um, and this is the debut of writer Sam Henderson, his very first episode working on the show. And Sam Henderson, I went down a very interesting rabbit hole uh, while researching this episode um, because I was I was not familiar. I knew the name as a writer for the third season, but I never realized his previous work before SpongeBob SquarePants. If you were a reader of Nickelodeon magazine at any point during its initial run, then you are well aware of the work of Sam Henderson. Uh, Sam Henderson, by the way, just celebrating his 52nd birthday on October 18th. Happy belated birthday, Sam. You have the same birthday as my father, so it'll be easy to remember. Um, the, he only worked on the third season of SpongeBob SquarePants as a writer, so we're going to be coming up with some pretty like slam dunk episodes here. So he, he definitely had a nice contribution to the show as far as I'm concerned. Uh, but before he was on SpongeBob SquarePants, Sam Henderson was the creator of a comic book series in Nickelodeon magazine called Seen But Not Heard, following the uh, tales of two characters, a man and a bear, who didn't speak and just kind of pulled pranks on one another. Uh, it was a very cute and wonderful comic book that was always a pleasure to see and, and was well-celebrated in Nickelodeon magazine. It was one of their staples. So... If you were a reader of that magazine, you definitely came across Sam Henderson's work. And if you're a lover of SpongeBob, we're, you know, we're in his work now, too. But uh, other than Sam on this episode, we also have the right writing stylings of Jay Lender and Mark O'Hare. Our storyboard artist was Caleb Muner. Our storyboard director, Jay Lender and Sam Henderson as well. Animation director, Sean Dempsey and creative director, Derek Dryman. Sponge Guard on Duty is the Larry the Lobster episode. It's the, Larry the Lobster was been a character in the show. He's he's come across uh, in previous episodes, but was only shown as just a musclehead beachgoer. It was the it was kind of that stereotypical jock at the beach. But here's the thing: Larry wasn't a stereotypical jock because to me, 
if I was making a stereotype of a, a jock, I would make him a, a bit more of a jerk. And I, I guess maybe he he did come off as a little brash, but I, I don't know. He he was never as intense as I as I would have written a uh, a jock character. He he always had a a, a way of uh, kind of speaking to SpongeBob that you would kind of understand why SpongeBob would look up to a guy like Larry. You know, it's not that Larry would kick dirt in SpongeBob's face and then SpongeBob would would just stare at him. No, he he genuinely liked Larry the Lobster and Larry's a, a good dude. He's a great guy to have around. Uh, he he has staying power as a great, you know, foundation character in Bikini Bottom and this is his episode. It's his big episode uh, that, you know, we get to know more about Larry, but also we get to understand uh, how he, you know, how much he he really cares about his job because as as much as he is kind of a showboater and a a just has has no problem posing for the cameras, posing for the ladies, but when it comes to his job, Larry the Lobster takes that stuff seriously and and good on him because he has an intensity to that job that is un unseen. Uh, but before we get to Larry, we got to start with SpongeBob. SpongeBob and Patrick are spending a day uh, on the beach. By the way, I don't know if I mentioned this. This episode premiered March twenty second, two thousand two, covering that base before I, I continue moving forward. Um, but SpongeBob and Patrick are on the beach, just hanging out. We get a few gags here of of SpongeBob. You know, Patrick staring at the sun and his eyes just um, just boiling. Which you shouldn't do. I mean, just just don't look at the sun. There's many safe and easy ways that you can look at the sun, including just opening up Google and just typing in the sun. Hey, look, you don't have to burn your eyes. Don't be a Patrick. He, there's a lot of moments in this episode that, that you can point to of uh, don't don't do what Patrick does. If you're going to copy any character in this show, you, you don't copy Patrick. So uh, beyond Patrick uh, staring at the sun and burning his eyes, he also seems to forget how he's laying on the on the. I don't know if it's just a way starfish they they are really flexible, but I don't know if a starfish would not know uh, that its butt was or that it was like sitting up. But he was. Yeah. There's a moment where SpongeBob asks Patrick how his tan is, because SpongeBob lifts up his trunks and we get this little painted moment. SpongeBob's tan that he's getting. So when Patrick opens up his shorts, he screams in terror, and it's because his butt cheeks are just sitting there. But then he realizes that he's actually laying on his stomach and just turned his body. I don't know. It's a funny gag. It's wonderful. Uh, but w then they notice Larry the Lobster, who is just getting praise and love, and and SpongeBob is just idolizing the fact that he is the lifeguard. That the life of a lifeguard is one of glory, and it's one that when you are a lifeguard, you just get respect, which is true. If you are a lifeguard, just like we respect anybody in a uniform, I mean, you're you're there so that everybody else can just have a good time. Now, you should always, hey, if you're in water, and especially if you have kids, yeah, you should always be aware. But lifeguards are that extra level of safety. Uh, that I, I admire. Hey, thank you for being up there so that I can know rest assuredly that if, if something happens to me in the water and I stop swimming, somebody will drag my butt right out. So thank you. Now, they apparently, SpongeBob and Patrick, don't know what the job of a lifeguard is. They see a lifeguard in front of them getting all this praise and, and love and respect 
But it's never come across, I think, to either of them what they actually do. Because there's a reason they have that love and respect, and it's because of the job that they do of a lifeguard. Um, but, uh, SpongeBob Patrick, completely unaware of what it's like to be a lifeguard. Now, when SpongeBob imagines himself becoming a lifeguard or what it would be like to be a lifeguard, it cuts to a live action moment on an actual lifeguard station where we see the official SpongeBob uh, character costume uh, sitting there patrolling the beaches. Now, out of <laughs> here's the thing. I actually really prefer that original costume. It, there's something about the newer one that it just, I don't know, it, it looks like an off-model drawing of SpongeBob where that original costume is on point. The problem, which is why you, if you had either of these mascots as a lifeguard, you probably would want to prefer the newer costume because at least the newer costume, the performer has access to their hands, whereas the original costume, the hands are just, they're like sticks. So you, you can't really do much, but that costume looks awesome. Now, while I was looking up the the character costumes, because I wanted to just kind of see if there was any others that I could point out, except for the original and then the the current one that they've had for for a while, uh, I got this nice shot of of all of the official SpongeBob character costumes that they currently have, and I gotta say something: um, a few of them need some work. Squidward, Sandy, and Patrick, as far as their Costumes go in the detail and the proportions. Those are, are pretty perfect. I, I really wouldn't touch them. Um, the Patrick one has been the official Patrick mascot since its inception. I mean, look, at this point, I, I think spend the kind of money to do what Disney can do and make a, you know, and Universal now has this with the Mario costumes where they, you know, can blink and move their mouths a little bit. A Patrick one with some blinking would be really nice and some eyebrows, you know. I'm just saying, like, it's it's been a long time, but that costume is so classic. Uh, Squidward is just, just as classic and looks great. Uh, Sandy, I would love to see a version of that costume in her spacesuit. They they always rely on her in the uh, in the the skirt. That's fine, too, you know, but I, I don't know. I, I would like to see a Sandy in the spacesuit costume. And Pearl, as a character walk-around costume, is, is pretty good as too, pretty good as well. The three that I would I would say need updates are SpongeBob, Mr. Krabs, and Mrs. Puff. Mrs. Puff, just proportions wise, she's just so tiny. She's smaller than SpongeBob, and it's just like you know, if you can make Pearl, you can make a a bigger Mrs. Puff that just fits proportions and make her the size of Patrick at least. That just needs you know an expansion. The the Mr. Krabs one is just is just bad. I would say out of all of these, it's the one I I is the bottom of the list. Mr. Krabs needs a massive update. Um the character is just so why go with the angry look all the time? I mean, if you can make the costume emote and it can be angry once in a while to yell at SpongeBob, sure, but to just have him always angry and oh goodness, like that costume needs to be changed. SpongeBob's needs to be altered a bit. It's something with the eyes, I think. Because the proportion of the costume makes sense. So I just think it's it's really with the eyes that something needs to be updated. I don't know. But that original costume, going back to SpongeGuard on duty, that original costume is iconic. And I love that it appears in this episode because it's just, it's, it's preserved now in the SpongeBob canon. Um, so Patrick, though, is not really into SpongeBob's 
love of the lifeguard life. He's actually just not impressed by it. Uh, he thinks being a lifeguard is all about just blowing whistles and rubbing that white stuff on your face and just getting all this love. Um, and is so bothered by SpongeBob's desire to be a lifeguard that he actually just up and leaves. Okay, cool. Get out of here. Total credit, by the way, to who um, whoever wrote this up on the encyclopedia SpongeBobia, but in their synopsis of this episode, uh, right after Patrick leaves, in quotes, SpongeBob declares that he is already as cool as Larry and that nothing but an airborne ice cream truck striking him down could prove otherwise. One collision later, Larry helps SpongeBob up and notices vanilla ice cream has been smeared on his nose. Thinking that it is sunscreen and that therefore he is a lifeguard, Larry enlists the all-too-eager SpongeBob in helping him with his duties. I... End quote. I think that was a good end point, uh, but the whole one collision later. I absolutely love how that was written because the the whole scene, it, SpongeBob, yeah, declares that he's as cool as Larry and that he could be a lifeguard. Um, and and to prove him otherwise, a, an ice cream truck, a flying ice cream truck would have to fall on him. He immediately realizes a f ice cream truck is falling on him and screams out and lives. To make sure he he survives the uh, the collision, as I I mentioned, Larry believes there's sunscreen on his nose, it gets him to be a lifeguard, and on we go to this nice little montage of uh, SpongeBob. At, no, hold on, totally forgot about one of Larry's uh, little things in the beginning when SpongeBob and Patrick were watching him do his his lifeguarding duties of of helping people. Um, he he directed an elderly couple to where the snack bar is, um, but also asked them to leave the beach because they were too old and unsightly. And when the old people are walking away, the, they uh, they say, uh, you know, what a nice young man, you know, just just like we raised him. Like those Larry's parents, step-parents, however, whatever their relationship is. But that is, that's so funny, especially because later in this episode, we see other elderly guests on the beach and Larry turned away his parents. That's pretty cold, Larry, but I'll let it slide this time because of the essential work you do at Goo Lagoon. Um, so Larry and SpongeBob have this, like I said, this wonderful montage in which they're doing all of the cool stuff that Larry can do as a lifeguard. Now, when SpongeBob is introduced to one of Larry's friends, she kicks dirt in his face, which... I don't know, I imagine he's used to, when Larry reminds her that he's a lifeguard, that's when immediately it's like, oh, hey, you instantly get some love and respect, which comes with the job, with the job, which is important because up to this point, uh, to SpongeBob's credit, it's not like he intentionally lied knowing that the job is as important as it is because we do have to mention like being a lifeguard is a, a serious job. It, it shouldn't be taken lightly. And if you are a lifeguard, take your job seriously. Like some people's lives are in your hands, but SpongeBob doesn't know this. And it's not until there's a situation that he realizes this, but up to this point, Larry's been with him. And right when Larry is about to leave and hand off the next shift to SpongeBob solo, is when we find that somebody is drowning in Goo Lagoon. This 
Uh, now, Larry asks SpongeBob for him to take the duty because he hasn't seen action all day. We've watched. He hasn't. There hasn't been any issues. Um, now, I don't know how good of a lifeguard Larry is because I have given him praise up to this point. But I do have to mention that he's doing a lot of him and SpongeBob were doing a lot of less watching the, the Goo Lagoon than they were doing other stuff like playing the ukulele. Now, they were, you know, out in the beach and rubbing sunscreen on other beachgoers, but there were some questionable activities where it's like, guys, you're supposed to be watching the water over there, the goo, and they're not. Now, Larry springs into action, and it's it's Larry's finest hour. If there's, like, the best of footage of Larry the Lobster, this sequence right here has got to be... Um, it's got to be in the top three. I would demand that. But for me, it's number one. The level of intensity that this guy exerts from the moment he wa runs from SpongeBob, leaping in the water, uh, saving the citizen that was drowning, or no, swimming out, like, and, and huffing and puffing every corner, every turn. SpongeBob is watching in horror as he's realizing the job of a lifeguard. Larry gets the beachgoer out in the beach and just punches his chest with such intensity that for when the, the uh, beachgoer then spits out the book uh, out on the beach that he was reading because he was uh, the he was reading and swimming at the same time. Um, it, it's it's made so nonchalantly to the characters around him. It's just like, wow, I should never read and swim again. You saved my life. And everybody cheers. Put yourself <laughs> now in all of my years on this planet, in all my times at the beach, I've seen a lot of lifeguards. I've never had, God forbid, never had any issues happen while I've been at the beach. Never had a lifeguard have to jump into the water and drag anyone out and perform CPR. It's, I just, I've never been there while it's happened. I've seen videos of it happen. I, I've seen, you know, it, a lot of people have had their lives saved, but I've just, I've never been there live. So, I've just, I can't imagine being in that situation. Now, I know it's a cartoon, but it's just so funny how it comes off so nonchalantly, like how intense it was of and dire of a situation it was. And then when it was over, like, yeah, there should be that relief. People should cheer and be happy. Um, but it was just, I don't know. It just came off so quick as, as if, well, Larry is so good at his job. No wonder that people are so comfortable with going out in the middle of the, the goo and just starting to read a book. If you're that comfortable, you know that you're in good hands. Larry takes his job seriously, which is why now at this point, this is bad on SpongeBob where he he doesn't want to admit to Larry that he can't swim. This is this is now when we find out that SpongeBob is not really equipped to be a lifeguard. Now, although he is helpful, and I'll get to that in a second, uh, he's not equipped to be a lifeguard. SpongeBob is not a swimmer, doesn't want to get in the goo. And it goes through this kind of crisis as as Larry leaves and leaves the next shift to SpongeBob once again alone. SpongeBob stares out at that goo and goes through a whole montage of his own of just all of the like bad things people are doing while they're in the goo. They're all horse playing. They're all in dangerous situations, situations in which may require his assistance in any moment's notice. And he is freaking out because once again, he can't swim. So instead of getting, I don't know if there's a way to get in contact with Larry or not. I, uh, you know, cell phones, probably not a, a thing underwater. Um, 
SpongeBob has to be creative in this situation, and he has to find various ways to get people to just not be in the water, because if no one is swimming, then he can't put anyone in danger. He does care, but it would also be great for him to just tell everybody, I can't swim, because then at least somebody could step up to the plate of being the one to just watch over everyone, but he doesn't do that. The first creative thing he tries is to to scream to everybody to get out of the water that there's this emergency. Everybody gathers around the lifeguard, um, you know, the the tower, and um, he then tells everybody that there are sharks in the water. Funny thing is that there's a family of sharks hanging out at the beach that day, and uh, and point out that uh, that's pretty rude. <laughs> It's a funny little joke. SpongeBob's next step of blame goes to a sea monster who uh, we get the sea monster voiced by D. Bradley Baker come in, letting us know that sea monsters have have contributed a ton to the modern world uh, before exiting and giving SpongeBob a slap. Once again, SpongeBob should right at this point be telling the people that he's unequipped to be a lifeguard and he, he just... I don't know. I don't know what his thought process is at this moment, but he, he doesn't he doesn't do that and uh, sends all the people uh, or no. His third excuse to not go in the water is that somebody went. And you can hear somebody in the crowd as they angrily walk away like it's a massive it's a massive lagoon, which is true. Like, I don't I, I've been in the ocean. People pee in the ocean when they go to the beach. I like I know that there's some that'll get out and won't do that. And, and some that do, but yeah, I, I don't know. It doesn't stop. Like, I don't avoid going into the ocean knowing that people pee in there. It's a massive body of water. I don't know. There's worse things to worry about in the ocean than somebody's pee. Come on. That's just a fact. Um, the, the people are just angry about this. They immediately go right back into the water. Uh, SpongeBob is imagining that everybody, he just imagines them all as gravestones in the water, which is a very dire moment and and one that, yeah, does does require some action, SpongeBob. He then announces free ice cream. I don't know where he gets the, or where he stole this ice cream cart from, but it's free ice cream. Now, I you know what? I don't know who would not get out of the water for free ice cream. I guess people who just don't eat ice cream, but hey, everybody under uh, at Goo Lagoon today really into ice cream because everybody gets out of the water and enjoys their free ice cream. The caveat is that SpongeBob reminds them that now that they've eaten, they have to wait an hour before getting into the water or, uh, or else, you know, they'll get cramps. And just to be sure that they won't get in, he takes some like police do not cross tape covers every single patron of Goo Lagoon in like this one nice, like do not cross line and then crosses off all of Goo Lagoon. It's closed. Now, why would he need to tell if he has the power to close Goo Lagoon? Why would he need to tell people that they have to wait an hour after they ate? I mean, he, if he has that power, he could just close the the Goo Lagoon. Um, I, I I don't know. He's just v- thinking very you know irrationally at this point. But I'm gonna forgive him because he's in a very rough situation. He gets a bit too comfortable here because I, now he closed the the lagoon. I don't know why people are just still standing around. You would imagine they would just start leaving, but I guess they are all tied up in police tape. Patrick, with the classic late delay, barges out of the porta potty, screaming for free ice cream. Somebody said free ice cream, and he wants free ice cream. Patrick comes across the tape line, and we get to see a little bit more of just how you know 
dumb Patrick is, and he sees the do not cross part as ice cream, so immediately barges through the tape and runs on the goo into seemingly the middle of the lagoon before he realizes that he's out out there and sinks down in the water. Patrick, uh, or no, he gets a cramp, but then I think also Patrick can't swim, so the cramp really just sends him, the butt cramp really sends him down into the goo. Uh, he's drowning. And the people are realizing this when SpongeBob isn't. And it takes a little bit like you we can hear as the audience Patrick screaming for help. Um and the and the beachgoers are yelling at SpongeBob to to listen and SpongeBob you know goes through a few beats of of you know like ignoring the fact that it's happening and then realizes you know once he has to prove the people that there is nobody drowning because he says the the beach is closed. No one could be drowning in there. Real, you know, not realizing that the fact that, you know, A, no matter how much of a fence you can build, like people can climb over and get over it. You know, a concrete fence, a chain link fence, anything. So, yeah, some police tape. Somebody can easily cross that. Uh, SpongeBob then notices that it is Patrick indeed drowning out in the middle of Goo Lagoon. This is where I'm going to give SpongeBob some credit here and where I think he could be a useful member of the lifeguard crew. One of his ideas of getting Patrick out, because he doesn't even want to get into the goo, but one of his ideas it was taking out a straw and sucking up all of the goo in Goo Lagoon into himself. Which shows a bit of a bottom of the of the lagoon, and we can see a few things that are on the on the floor there. Um, but SpongeBob also sucked in Patrick somehow, so now he's inside of him, which then prompts SpongeBob to spit all the goo back out into the lagoon, back to just square one. The next option is taking a boat from a couple who were eating a hot dog, who apparently had no problem with their boat getting taken as long as the hot dog came back. Uh, <laughs> like, it's funny, but it just made me, I don't know, I noticed that weirdly this time around. Um... SpongeBob takes the boat, which normally it's funny because these boats are are driven underwater, but now we see SpongeBob actually using it for its intended purpose. Does does that make anyone laugh as much as it does for me? Like, I don't know, just makes me laugh. Uh, so SpongeBob boats out to Patrick, who who can't calmly climb onto the boat. He ends up ruining it for SpongeBob and himself because he destroys the boat into a bunch of pieces, and now SpongeBob is stuck in the goo. And he can't swim, which now means that we have two people drowning in the goo. Luckily, Larry the Lobster is here to save the day, and we end up finding out that SpongeBob and Patrick are somehow drowning in, like, ankles deep level of goo. Like, he just walks out and picks them up out of the goo, and and he, you know, now bluntly asks SpongeBob, you, you can't swim, right? And SpongeBob comes to his senses. Now, Larry does the right thing here, and, and I'm guessing is offering to teach both SpongeBob and Patrick how to swim. And he has a little kiddie pool set up so that they can learn how to, how to properly swim. And I, I think it's a skill that, I mean, everybody should just know. I, I, I hate running into people who are like, I, I can't swim. And it's like, I what if, though? What if something happens? You got to be prepared for that kind of stuff. And it's, it's it, I, I know some people it's simple, and I know for some it might be a struggle. But I think it's a skill that 
everybody should at least get the basic understanding of treading water so that if you were ever in a situation where you had to keep your head above water, you can at least, you know, do that in the best way possible to conserve the most energy. Uh, but it, it's nice that Larry is teaching him somehow in the kiddie pool, SpongeBob and Patrick both get butt cramps. It's a nice little end gag of the episode here after, after all of that. And, and that is Sponge Guard on duty. Uh, Certainly a a funny episode. It has a lot of memorable gags, a lot of moments that are wonderful. There's a lot of decisions on this watch through that I question, you know, in in certain characteristics with with SpongeBob, especially by the end. Um, But like I said, especially with him being able to suck up the goo the way he did, uh, that alone makes him an asset to the lifeguard uh, crew. And I, I think maybe Larry, I don't know if he, he saw that or not, if it was able to, but, um, at least hearing about it, I'm sure he knows, okay, like that might be something we can use, you know, down the road if, if need be, Hey, cleaning up the bottom of the, of the lagoon. Uh, certainly it's a method of, of saving someone as long as they don't somehow get sucked up through the straw in his mouth, cartoon logic. Um, but yeah, this is a this is a great episode. I, I it's definitely up there in the in the top part of season three for me. Uh, but yeah, there's certain I don't know. It's weird when you watch things so many times, you start really dissecting. Uh, you think too much about it, and then you make a podcast about SpongeBob SquarePants. Welcome to my world, and I hope you stay. Thank you for coming aboard on this episode of I'm Ready, a SpongeBob SquareCast. Once again, my name is Captain Eric, and I appreciate your time, uh, and I also appreciate bringing me into your world. Uh, if if you enjoy any of the content I create, and you anything you can do to support me, liking any of the videos on YouTube, subscribing, sharing the content to anybody yeah, who may enjoy any went. of the stuff I'm putting oh, out, all oh, of it is greatly appreciated. Warms my heart. Thank you for being on the Ready Crew. Until next week, everybody, this is Captain Eric signing off. Stay safe, and we'll see you next time.